This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe, new outside bar, now open on match days. Welcome to the Wednesday week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. Um, there's no Lord Hillsborough tonight. I think he's gone for a drink oh, with oh. Um, Owen Coyle and Claudio Ranieri because they were, you know, at a loose end or something this evening. Has he gone to the rumour lounge? He might be in the rumour lounge. Um, so uh, I'm James. I'll be looking after things for this evening. Um, and let's meet your panel for, uh, for, for this week's podcast. Now, I was going to write um, a little rhyme for everyone. Um, but I was making pie for tea, so um, I only managed to write one for Vic. So um, <clears throat> here we go. Um, her name is Vic. She likes a big pint. Oh, James. Uh, I made like a it? pie too. Hmm? What pie did you have? We had a cottage pie. Uh, well, that's not that's not like pie, though, is it? It says pie, but it's not a pie. I had to mash potatoes, James. Uh, not, not a pie. Never a pie. Did you just roll? No, I uh, mine was a pre-made pie. It was a yeah, pie minister pie, the you know the <laughs> creme de la creme of the pie world. Uh, moving on, I forgot we, it's it's not um, the uh, the pie cast that we're recording tonight, is it? It's the Wednesday week podcast that we're doing tonight. It is correct. Um, Good evening, Dicky Owl. I don't have a rhyme for you. Sorry. No, Davies, scumbag college. That's me. There we go. No, that'll. That'll do, um, and uh, well, we've got we've got no Lord Hillsborough, we've got no Eddie, uh, we've got no Fudge, um, so we've uh, we've rolled out a very adequate replacement for the evening. It's Mr. David Garrido. Oh, that's very kind. Of, I mean, I, I thought I heard the distinct sound of the bottom of the barrel being scraped. <laughs> <laughs> that never, 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 another never. beer. Is it good to be back? Um, let's get down to business. Let's talk about Nottingham Forest. Uh, and let's get this bit out of the way first because uh, the the penalty and the debate that has ensued from from that. Now, I've, I've watched this back 
probably 20 times. And I think every time I watch it, Westwood's challenge gets later and later after the ball has gone. <laughs> Um, so I, at the time, I thought, yes, that's a good interpretation of the uh, of the law. He went for the ball; it's a yellow card. Having watched it back a couple of times, that that ball is well; it's almost back up the other end of the pitch before uh, Westwood takes the man out. I'm not sure. I'm leaning towards saying that that should have been a red card. What, what do the you guys reckon? The thing is, reckon? though, like Jonathan Buchan and Rob Statton, Staten, we're all about the whole new rule, and I don't think we're qualified enough. So maybe David has a bit of a insight on this new rule about. Yeah. What's Robert, a yellow? What's a red? Yeah, Robert, Jeopardy. Robert it right. Um, it is a yellow. So um, as long as the keeper is making a, a deliberate attempt to go for the ball, then it's only a yellow card because basically triple jeopardy of red card, penalty, and ban um, for for the player who who's yeah. making foul is is too much. And they thought it was too harsh. Um, it, I mean, obviously, yes, it's it's late and it's clearly a foul and it's in the area, so it is a pen, but it is only a yellow card. It's funny because. I was walking out of City Ground with Westy and there were loads of Forest fans who were just there lining up, waiting to tell him that he should have been sent off. <laughs> uh, but, who, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Um, anyway, and see, he took it in good grace. He was brilliant, actually. He was like, oh, you reckon, do you? Oh, okay. And he, and he just told them what basically I've just told you, which is, you know, the laws of the game state that that's what happens if, you, if you're making a deliberate attempt to get the ball. So, so actually, as much as the, the ref against... Forest. We'll talk about the ref against Brentford later, but the ref against Forest made some slightly odd calls. I think that one he got bang on actually. So that's the most important call of the game, and and it was correct. Do, do you think sure. it was a genuine attempt for the ball though? Because I, I've watched it and I think the ball has. I mean, it's it's so late that I think he knew the ball had gone and thought, I'll just risk this. I'll take the man and just hope the referee thinks that I'm going for the ball. Uh... It's so late. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think that there's other mitigating circumstances, if I can put it that way, which is that actually Hunty was, was coming back as well. So it wasn't fully like the last man. There were other people covering. So it wasn't like it was an absolute... It was clearly a goal-scoring opportunity, but I think it's slightly, I suppose, muddied by the fact that there were other players around him. And look, whether he was playing for that, you know for that decision to be made and to look like he was going for the ball or whether he generally was, it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. The fact is, is that's how it's perceived and that's how the referee saw it. Um, so, you know, I, I, th I mean, I personally think he went, I, th I do think he actually went for the ball. I don't think he thought, oh, God, hang on a minute, I've been beaten here, better take him out. So. I think if the boot was only the foot, though, if if that had happened, it was a forest keeper taking roads down or whoever i think we, we'd have been a little aggrieved I, I know the rule i agree with the rule completely but but i, I can kind of see why they were a bit a bit miffed to be fair um because it's it, i think even now the offside rule now has changed so kind of there's weird bits about people being in different position two people behind the ball and whatever now i'm confused as hell and it just adds to the confusion i think when people aren't aren't clear on what the actual rule is well maybe refs should speak and explain Maybe yeah. you know you interviews with managers. Why? Why? Why is there no ref that comes out after a game and Do says, you know what? "Go on." I think I'm quite lucky in this respect, in that Uriah Rennie sits quite close to me quite often on the north stand, so I get to ask him at half time. That, that's and not, look, that's not time, lucky, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> every <laughs> half time I see him coming towards me, and you can see him go, "Oh God! Oh God! It's her! It's her! It's her!" And I'm like, "Uriah." Come over it, Yuri, Yuri. Yuri. What about this decision? He's like, I'm not working. Leave me alone. Yuri, is I, when I when I sit inside of Yuri at Hallam, 
I, I can't even I can't criticize a referee because he's down my down my neck like a, a, a as quick as anything. He he he, he has an answer he, for everything. It's he brilliant. absolutely does. It's annoying. It's as like hell having sometimes. your own personal burrito <laughs> at half time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, you know the 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 penalty was what it was. Um, it was um, shall we say a, a a fairly weak penalty, but um, you know Kieran guessed right and um, and saved that. And, um, you know, the away end went fairly mental. What ensued in the next kind of, what was it, 70 seconds, something like that, was um, was something pretty special, wasn't it? I mean, Alman Abdi, his Wednesday career so far hasn't really taken off. If you're going to announce yourself as a Sheffield Wednesday player, there's no finer way, there's no finer way of doing it than that, is there? I've been saying, I think, as, 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 as to the guys around me at the match, that he's been having these... 15 minutes, 15 minutes, coming on a sub the last few games. And I thought at some point, it it, it kind of, it was building him up to give him a full game. And I thought that might be the making of him. That that slowly, slowly, right, he's fit now. Right, we'll, we'll ease him in gently and then bring him in. And then he's, he's you know, he's starting and then he does that. So you can't argue with that one on Carlos's part. It was um, one of those, you, you know, there's that kind of tweet that's that's... Been around for ages. Every so often, someone quotes about um, describe a goal that the celebration was like a near-death experience. The away, <laughs> the away end when that volley hit the back of the net was like that. I had about four people on on top of me. There were just limbs, <laughs> limbs everywhere, and um, it was um, it was special. But I mean, it was a cracking goal. I mean, any volley just looks brilliant. But the way the ball rose and hit the back of the net, it was just it was spot on, wasn't it? Do you know what I think it was? It, it wasn't just a great technique. It was the reaction because he had a man on him as well. And he was so quick on the pickup just to go, right, I'm getting there first and to hit it outside of the right boot. And, and also, I think this is the thing, it's relief from everyone. It's relief from him. It's relief from the crowd because, you know, Watford fans, when we signed him, were absolutely gutted, almost more gutted than they were about Forestieri. And, you know, they sort of say, oh, this guy's a proper player in the championship. You know, he can completely dictate games and, and he's, you know, got such vision. And we hadn't had enough time to see that from Alman this, this season. So I think he himself, I think there was a lot of kind of frustration that came out there and, and relief that finally got off the mark. And I think that actually made him play better after that. I think that he really settled into the game and then started doing what he sort of hasn't really had the chance to do so far this season because he's been playing... In, in the different position of on on the left of midfield, so you know I think everything came together in one moment. It was just glorious. So from um, facing the prospects of of potentially going one down with a penalty, and then you know a minute and a half later we're one nil ahead, going in at half time in the lead. Uh, by the way, Nottingham Forest join my list of shame of clubs that don't sell beer at half time. Oh, no. It's oh, not... yeah, I remember that well. Uh, it's not good. That's why you need to get your Hooters time in first, James. <laughs> well, we'll come That's to Hooters. That's what it's all about. Hooters, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come we'll, to that one. We'll come to Hooters in a bit. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, second half, I mean, in terms of the Wednesday performance, second half, it was um, it was top notch, wasn't it? It really was. It was some really good stuff. I thought they played some really nice football in the second half. And, um, I mean, Forestieri's goal, what can we say about this? Um, I was kind of right behind it in terms of the angle that it hit the back of the net. And the only thing that I saw was just literally the ball hit the back of the net. I had no idea how he did it at the time. I've watched it back a few times. I'm still not entirely so sure how he managed to do it. 
Wow, you still, that can't, was, you still that... can't tell. I, I, I was, I was sat. I saw it come through. I obviously wasn't there, but I saw it come through on on Twitter. The goal, and then and he'd been he'd been booked, and I'm thinking, how overzealous is a referee booking him for celebrating? And then, then I saw <laughs> and thought, yeah, that's fair enough. A yellow card. <laughs> it's a, it was a hell of a technique for the goal, wasn't it? It was unreal, wasn't it? It was just like it seemed to slow down as well. It, everything seemed to go into slow motion once he chested it down. It was like, is it? Is it? Surely that can't. Like, surely at some point someone's going to push him over or someone's going to cut the ball off him. But no, he was just unreal. It was like a flashback to Mikhail Dipiedi, wasn't it? It was. It was up there. It was on that level. It was. Just, it was unreal. I mean, and that's the stuff that we know that Fessy can do. And hopefully. You know, we've talked about it a million times. The contract's in the bag now. The wages are in the bag. Hopefully, this is the time that we get to see Fessy back to himself. Well, while you while you're mentioning Dipiedi, can I just I, I, can I just share a little story about him? The only thing, apart from the goals, the, the main thing I remember about him is seeing him after a match one day, walking down uh, Paniston Road, and he got labels on his shoes. He's obviously got a brand, brand new pair of shoes. He's still got the labels on, <laughs> and that's well, something that anybody has seen like that. Maybe get the receipt. That, yeah, maybe. Anyway, sorry, I digress. Um, David, did, did you did you speak to him about the goal afterwards? Yeah, yeah, I did actually. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I think it it wasn't just the technique of the goal that that was brilliant. Obviously, I think he caught the keeper completely by surprise because well, he was unsighted a little bit, but that doesn't take away from what what Fernando did. But also, he had two two or three players on him because it wasn't just the man he was backing into; it was the one in front of him that, you know, almost nicked the ball off him. And then just that real snap, quick technique to, to get his foot over it. And a bit like, you know, like sometimes strikers who are just have this sort of complete awareness of where the goal is. Like, you very rarely see him smash it, like, 60 yards wide or, you know, near the corner flag. He's kind of got this complete positional sense of exactly where he is and what he needs to do to, to get it in a dangerous area. Um, I mean, he, he was... He was obviously like delighted. I think the the reaction, the celebration. Um, I sent I sent him the video because he'd only seen the picture, and he just kind of replies, "Ha ha ha!" That's that's kind did of. Did he did he put? Ja 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 ja. Yes yes yes. Well, I like it when Spanish people do that. In in Spanish, yeah. Um, and um, yeah, and listen, I think you know uh, he needed that celebration too because. Obviously, this this season's been a bit weird in terms of you know his relationship with the club, the chairman, the fans, everything. But um, he needs that love. You know, there's no two ways about it. He's one of those players. You know, call him uh, mercurial, call him a genius, call him flawed, whatever you want. But he needs that, and you know that means so much to him. It really does. So that's why you know that hopefully we've turned that corner now. Clearly. He's scoring spectacular goals. Even the one against Brentford was 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 a great goal. Um, and and you know w- what better player to have in good form heading to Leeds? So you know I think I think you know we, we're all right now with Fernando. I think it's all it's all good. It's all good in all sorts of ways. The cool. um the 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 passion in that celebration. You know that was that was yeah. real raw raw outpouring Not of emotion. Not an ounce wasn't of passion it? in his, in, in his the. Not an ounce if, of passion. But the thing All is, in it for the money. You, not an ounce. You've still got yeah. fans saying that. You've still got fans who were, were going on about, um, you know, when he when he went off when he was substituted against Birmingham, and you know, questioning his commitment and questioning this, that, and the other. Um, and you know, I hope that that moment really answers some of those people and makes them realise that any, you know, anyone that thinks that this guy doesn't doesn't care and 
you know, doesn't really, yeah, really want to see Wednesday do, what, do uh, the, people, the best Why are people again. that bothered about that? It, surely, I mean, actually, um, who was it? Diego Simeone said this the other day when one of his players came off and had a similar reaction. Well, the manager should like it because, of course, the player is going to be a bit miffed that have been taken off. Why wouldn't you be? If you're just happily accepting it, then maybe that's admission that you weren't up to it or maybe you are a bit tired. But he clearly thought he had more to give. That's what you want to see, no? I mean, I'm just flipping this on its head, but it's not just because it's Forestieri. It could be anyone. If you are, you know, that incensed, you know, why, why didn't I stay on whatever and whoever had to have a word with him and, and you saw Hutch have a word with him before he went off. But I like that. Well, you know, that's that's a proper kind of guts and come on, let's, you know, I, I, you know, I should have been on that pitch the whole game. But hey, do you know what? He'll just kind of channel that into the next game. I don't think it's such a bad thing. No, I agree. I mean, we've, we've got players, we know we've got players around the club that are quite happy to sit and do nothing and, and, and draw their wage out. And when you've got players that want to be on the pitch and don't want to come off the pitch, I, I struggle to see why there's a an issue with that. But I think that the, the problem that, that, that Fessy's probably always going to have now is because of what happened earlier in the season, people look for every little thing, don't they, and turn it into something that it isn't. I defy anybody that didn't have to kind of the hairs on the back of the neck stand up when Fessy piled into that crowd to you know they've not got a they've not got a heart if they if they if they didn't I I, I watched it age I loved it actually seeing his reaction I would have done anything to be a yard away from him like those guys were then absolutely awesome Vic if you if you were in the crowd uh, and Fessy jumps oh you don't want to know you don't want to know no it's a genuine question he's a married man he's about to become a father I can't I can't answer this which part of his anatomy are you going to touch his face Ah, that's a good answer. That's good. That's it's good. fair play to have a go, though. I mean, there was a there was there was a woman, I think, at front of me. If you actually look at her, yeah. she's got a, a full taste. He's, yeah, it's definitely the crotch region, isn't it's it? Region. Yes, that's the good way of describing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So we know that Eddie's not on the podcast tonight. Now I've concluded there's one reason why Eddie's gone airwall this week because he's not he's not responded <laughs> to our uh, invitations to join the podcast, um, and that's because of what happened after an hour. Uh, where after 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 the game last week, where you know his 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 favourite player had a, had a blinder. Let's be honest, he he had a bit of a a bit of a, a nightmare moment, didn't he, at, at Forest? Uh, Vincent Sasso showing us that maybe mm. actually think, after let's all use that, Lord he's... Hillsborough's words here, James. He had a bit of a fluff. A bit of a fluff. Um, that is actually the words that that he um, that he used, isn't it? In the, <laughs> He's um, left us in, in, our in the yeah the notes that he sent us. Uh, yeah, not a great moment for Sasso, was it? No, not at all. I think I think that's the. I mean, we saw the Sasso in the game before. A couple of goals, you know, did clean sheet got you know did did really well. Did we get a clean sheet game before? I can't remember. Um, no. And uh, but but that was kind of that moment was uh, I think for me there's a mistake in Sasso. And, and I'm talking that kind of the the Liera, the Bullen, the no disrespect to any of those guys. They all had that mistake in them somewhere. Something that Tom Lee's doesn't have, but he, he had it and he, and he obviously showed it. I think the thing is though, then you just have to you have to go back, don't you? And you have to think about it and you have to just look at his face. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, are so vain, Vic. That's all that matters. That's are you re- matters. are you reading that off Eddie's notes that he sent you? Yeah, for, yeah, right, Eddie yeah. sent me his notes. Just look at his face. Forget the fluff. I think the exact words here. It's with with him. It it did look like the ball was going out of play, and you know, had he not been robbed, it would have gone out of play. But it's just the fact that it, it, it kind of was quite easy to outmuscle him. It was quite easy mm-hmm. to get around him. 
Um, and, and then, you know, three, literally three players, didn't they? The ball, the ball, um, so actually, you know, went past one, deflected off the second, past the third on the line. Um, they were all in a line, so they were all kind of completely unsighted, really. So, um, it, yeah, he, he it's one of those where you, you kind of have to, you've got no one else at the moment. I mean, you know, we didn't, we decided not to strengthen that position either in the summer or the January transfer window. So, you know, that's what we've got. And, um, you know, he, he showed what he can do with his, with his two headers against, against Blackburn. Well, it's his header and his, his other goal against Blackburn. But I think, you know, you've got to try and give him backing. He's, he's going to be a little bit of a liability. But sometimes he will pop up in those funny positions where he might, you know, create something or create a bit of havoc. So it's kind of, you've got to take the good with the bad, like Vic says, you know, is what, what else can we do at this point? What, you, are you going to change it around now? Are you going to push Hush, Hutch back there? No. Are you going to put Poodle in? No. So I think, you know, right now, we've just got to, got to go with it and, and hope that that partnership starts making even more sense as, as, as we go along, really. Let's, um, Poodle. Let's, let's be... Let's look at the positive side of this because, as as it turns out, we got away with it. You know, Sasso got away with one. Um, we we hung on. We got the three points, and um, you know, looking back, that's that's a really good win, isn't it? This this was the game that I think a lot of fans thought was the banana skin, where um, you know we could we could slip up, and that's that's a really really good three points. Now for the interesting part, James. How drunk did you get? Where did you go? What did you do? Who did you see? Well, you know what? I don't. I I feel. I just. You stayed I, out late that night because I got my three rings I, I, at like midnight. I did. Do you know I, what? And, I, and this is, you know, we 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 had our first drink at half eleven in the morning, and uh, me and John were last people out of the Sheffield Tap at twelve o'clock at, at night. Get away! You never last that long. Seriously, he did. Yeah, he yeah. did. Never. Text don't believe you. But apparently, I was snap jacking. Snap, snap snapjacking. Snapjacking. Snapchatting. We <laughs> call evening. Uh, which yeah, I, I don't. I don't remember. Um, however, <laughs> what? What? However proud I am of that, it pales into insignificance in comparison. To to Cleggy and the gang from the oh, dear. cop end. Because this is, I mean, I, I, I saw this story knocking around on social media on Monday. Didn't realise it was them. Um, £636 bar bill that they ran up in Hooters in two and a half hours, including £300 on Jaeger bombs. I, I mean, <laughs> guys, can I, can I just, that is just some add, serious effort, isn't it? My ex-girlfriend was one of those people. In, in, on, on, as part of that bill, that, really? that says a lot. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did she drink Not this much when she was with you, or as as, as it happened since? She, she she drank to forget. Yeah. Trying to drown it all out. Like <laughs> it is, yeah. She doesn't even know his name now. If if you haven't seen this story, that's been, uh, I think the Star actually ran it as a as a news story about the the mystery uh, the mystery group of Wednesday fans. Um, there there were ten of them. And it was genuine. They ran up a £636 bar bill. However, it doesn't take into account the fact that they also got NHS discount because of um, Clegg. Yeah, so it was, yeah. it was, it was <laughs> actually, really it was actually higher that, than that. The thing that really disappointed me is that I, I love Knott's Forest Away because you get to go and you get to go to Hooters. And, but they didn't eat anything and the food is awesome. How it's did not... they not eat anything? It's yes, it, yeah, it is. I know they it's did. Have, they did have some. Cheese. They did have some chicken wings. Let's be did fair. Did they? Uh, okay. Nine ninety nine per person. All you can eat wings every Monday. I mean, like, surely you've got deals on like that every day of the week. I mean, 
I, I, I once drank, uh, had, had chicken wings on a Monday night in Hooters with David Hurst there, and I drank more than David Hurst that night. Wow. So that was my claim to fame. I drank more than Hursty. <laughs> I feel like I should be recording like a, a new sponsor tag for the beginning here, which is the Wednesday week is sponsored by Hooters. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> imagine the fun we could have. You don't get none of that in Riverside Cafe, do you? <laughs> Here's a question. Where would you find all of the following in one place? Chairs, tables, beer, Vic, James, more beer, Dick Yow, Eddie, more beer, and the rest of the Wednesday Week gang. That's right, it's the Riverside Cafe's new outside bar. All of your favourite lagers, ciders, soft drinks and hand-pump ales are now available outside. Come and see the gang and give it a try. The Riverside Cafe's new outside bar. Now open on match days. Right. Um, moving on to the the lesser positive of the games from this week. Tuesday night against Brentford. Well, who wants to go first? Who's going to give us their, <laughs> their lowdown on the night? Yeah, it was a bit... The first half was very meh. Um, I took, I took uh, Paula for the second game running. Um and she said to, she turned over. She's a lucky girl, isn't she? It's not just Valentine's. No, no. He said, "Whenever I get a free ticket, I'll take her. Don't worry about that." Um, and uh, she was leading across me about fifteen minutes. She went, "This game's shit, isn't it?" And it was a fair comment. I couldn't really argue with her at all. It was pretty poor the first half, um, and it just, you know, yeah. What can you say about it? It's just, just Brentford were better than us all over the pitch. I thought they passed it really well. They. Um, their centre half number six. I don't know his name. David will probably know it off the top, but uh, I thought he was awesome. Uh, pro- probably Harley Dean. I think. He, well, he, he had a he had a good game. He put himself about a bit. Although, I mean, are we going to talk about the the penalty? Was it? Yeah. A penalty? Penalty. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right on that. Um, for me, yes, it was a penalty. He falls on him. You know, he, he Fernando was taking him basically on the byline. He's inside, and he he basically falls on him. I can't see, in my view, how that's not a penalty. Although the idea that the referee cost us the game, I don't agree with. Um, I think we lost the game because we defended two aerial balls quite badly, quite poorly. And that's why. And that was it. Um, I think we've got to come back again, though, to the reputation thing, haven't we? Does Fernando's reputation precede him? Is that the issue yet again with that referee? And I must admit, like... I pointed it out to the guy, Ben, behind me, and I was saying, like, is it me, or is every time the referee's giving something against us, he's looking at Fessy and he's looking at Carlos every single time? Was he out there to try and make a bit of a name for himself and cause a bit of an issue? Because every single time, he looked straight at Carlos, who was obviously kicking off, because it's, one, they were shit decisions, and two, it's Carlos. Um, But it just, it did seem like a bit of a referee show for the first half, it really did. Um, but yeah, it was a nailed-on penalty. But then again, had it been any other player, would we have got it? Was it just because of Fessy's reputation, which is wrong? Um, but is that the reason? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that, I think it's it, obviously the ref is going to say it's not. Um, we, we've seen before from last season, um, and you know, I've got. I remember when I, I went to Watford away and saw him play for Watford against us. I think he scored a couple of goals and. You know, at that point, obviously, he was a rival player, and I'm there going, he's diving around the place, blah, blah, blah. I've never told him this, mind, but even so, <laughs> um, you know, yes, of course. And, and that is, you know, whether it's an actual factor, 
um, you you guys were there. I mean, like, but you, you were there. You were seeing where the referee was pointing and stuff. I think we've got to be careful. We don't say that this is then an agenda against Sheffield Wednesday because I don't believe that's the case at all. I don't think you know. Um, I mean, this is where I'm going to I'm going to disagree with Carlos in his interview after the game. Basically, it's a flash interview. It's the one that happened straight after, uh, pretty much, and uh, it, you know, emotions are high and everything. But you know, to suggest that we get these decisions given against us just when we're getting a run together, just when we're threatening to go fifth, you know, blah, blah, blah. I just think that's luck. I don't think that's anything choreographed. I don't think that's anything untoward. Okay, it's it's frustrating. Of course it is. But I don't think that there is this kind of secret plan somewhere in EFL HQ where they go, oh, look, Sheffield Wednesday are getting a little bit too good for themselves. Let's put them back in their box and give them a few rubbish decisions. You know, it's, it's, it's just the way it works. And if, for example, you know, we get that bit of luck back in, in the playoff semis or the, or the final, then no one will care about that game that we lost at home to Brentford, you know, in, yeah. in three. So I think, you know, it does pan out. And I think overall, we've had some rubbers of the green that we haven't deserved. We've had uh, some games where it hasn't gone for us. And we've had games where it's been neither one nor the other. So I think it's just more to, sort of taking this and making it mean more than it does. It was a, it was a bad decision. I think everyone does that, but I think it means that there is something, you know, that they've got against us. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think, think it was, it was just, you know, we've had, we've had a lot of good luck recently. I mean, you only have to look at the Birmingham game and a few others where we've had that bit of luck where a ref's not seen something or he's not given something and it's gone in our favour. And I think that's football at the end of the day. It's going to happen week in, week out. There's always going to be something that you're not happy about. It just so happened that that night wasn't our night as far as the referee went. But nine times out of ten this season, it has been our night, so... It's the, old, it's the old adage, isn't it, that evens itself out, and it really does, you know, from from having watched, you know, Wednesday for enough years now, it, it really does even itself out, even if it doesn't feel like it at the time. I thought the other night, though, the referee was, and his official, uh, his, and his lines were assistant referees, what you call them, um, I didn't think he was, they were communi- communicating very well. At one point, I think the, the lino gave a, a corner and then, then the ref gave a goal kick. And there were lots of occasions where he didn't seem to. And they've got the headsets now. They do communicate. It didn't seem like they were communicating. And we were just getting frustrated by the, the lack of kind of, you know, um, cohesion between the, the, the officials like there was between the, the Wednesday and the first half. The thing is, I don't think we should get distracted by the fact that, you know, that there's a lot of, you know, talk about did Sasso get blocked for the second goal and, you know, Forestieri penalty or not penalty. We still lost the game because we conceded yeah. two goals and we scored one. That's the facts. And, you know, had we defended, especially the first one, uh, better, then, you know, then, then the outcome would, would have been different. We can't complain about this if, if, you've, got, if you've made basic, relatively basic mistakes. Um, so, you know, that, that's for me what the, the, the main thing is. We might have lost to Birmingham. They hit the, the frame of the goal three times, but we could have won against Brentford. You still end up with three points out of a possible six. What's the difference? Nothing. So, you know, what's, I, I'm not sure what the point of the discussion is, if that makes sense. And I think, you know, more let's take the second half. All right, the... then. Go on, bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having a go at the pods. I'm having a go at the people who are kind of just deliberately have an argument. It's like, but look, we, you know, this, this happens. It's all right. You know, we needed to start better. Um, and I think had we played... The second half, how we played the first half, there could have been a completely different set of circumstances. We were we were slow. 
we were slow and it's not the first time it's happened. And I think that's something that maybe is a genuine concern is that kind of intensity. When we play well, we play well with tempo. We play well with real kind of movement. Um, you know, we, we can't score every goal like Barcelona, but, you know, we like to play it around and move it with urgency, which is where we're missing Kieran Lee right now. But I think if, if we can try and recreate that in some other way, like we did with that urgency having to try and get back into the game in the second half, then, you know, then I think we've got half a chance against Leeds. So, you know, that's that's the main thing to draw out of it, I think, out of Tuesday night. Did, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any doubt that, that Brentford, certainly first half, were by far the better team. Um, how, how big a factor do we think that the wind played in things in that first half? Because I've watched that, that first header back a few times um, and it just doesn't look right to me. It doesn't look like that should be hitting the back of the net. Does that make sense? It looks like it's just something weird's going on, like the, 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 the keeper should be, should be able to save that. Um, and I just wonder, you know, obviously, you, 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 Vic, Rich, you guys were there. Um, it was damn windy, wasn't it, that first half? Yeah, it was. It was blowing around. I, I kind of know what you mean, but it, it, it's kind of. I just, I just thought we just. I think Davey's right. You, I, I mean, I'm not kind of hung up on, on on the ref, but it, 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 it was. It was our own fault. We should start games better than that. We shouldn't be conceding two goals, you know, in such quick succession. And I thought if there was a third would have ensued. We would have certainly uh, seen uh, Hillsborough empty very, very quickly. Okay, um, a question that might sound like a negative question, but it's a, it's a very genuine question. Um, Jordan Rhodes, we've um, seen one goal in five, uh, a, a relatively quiet performance on um, on on Tuesday night. Um, how how do you guys feel that that he's doing so far in his Wednesday career, five games in? I think it's it's difficult to say, isn't it? I think, you know, it's the same thing that a lot of Teddy Chuckers, to coin a fudge phrase, said when we first signed him. If he's not going to get the got balls into him, he's not going to get the goals at the end of the day. And the first half against Brentford, he wasn't getting a single thing towards him. And actually, controversially, I think that game would have been a Dave situation looking back now. Uh, no, it would. It would. Uh, it would. He was a big bloke. And then the second half, you know, we were pumping balls forward. We were trying to get balls in the box. But we were lobbing them forward to four-foot Fessy. And, the, you know, it doesn't work like that. Um, I think Rhodes needs something to work with. And I think he's a really, really good player. And that's proven. That's There's no question about that. You know, his stats are there. But he needs the balls through to be able to do something with it. And there just wasn't any of that the other night there just there was nothing um but i think he did well with what he had and when winnell came on he looked a hell of a lot better and hell when we had 10 strikers up front he looked a hell of a lot better but you know he just he needs those balls in i think um sometimes you just see jordan rhodes as quite a tall bloke and you think you've got to ping ping the high balls to him um you don't um i think the thing is that it actually starts way way back and if we throw everyone forward there's no out ball from the keeper so basically, we have to come back. We're facing back. And then we start sort of passing it sideways a bit. And then ultimately, we then ping a long ball. Um, and and that's not the best way to kind of get the best out of out of Jordan. I agree with, with, with Vic about Winnell. When he comes on, I think they naturally sort of strike a partnership together. Um, the question is obviously how you kind of incorporate all of these players. Because, you, you know, are you going to start Forestieri and Rhodes up front most games? Probably you are. 
Um, I, I'm not too concerned at this stage, actually. I think he's still just kind of finding his feet. He's working so hard. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, I know that um, the Forest game, he, he end up on the floor a lot, but that's just because he's putting himself about. And I think that's fine. I think that's fine. But I think he's a real all-round striker. Um, I, I think, you know, he can, he can run in behind. He can come drop deep. He can play it. You know, he can win a flick on. So I, I think we need to kind of use his talents better. Um, but maybe we, there's a question with exactly who is his best strike partner. And do you have just one off him or do you have two of them? Do you actually change the system completely um, and, and maybe have both Forestieri and Winnell? That's, you know, if, if you're going to kind of go for it against Leeds, that's tempting, isn't it? You know, you've got those two combining, Winnell and Rhodes, and you've got Nando a little bit freer. Um, and But then, you know, it means you depart from the 4-4-2. We've been playing that since we can remember really under Carlos apart from the first few games of last season. So, hmm, I don't know. But I think Winnell is, is, for me, a really interesting part of the way that we play now with, with Rhodes, mainly. I, I, I agree with David. I think, I think I'm, not, I'm not too concerned about Rhodes at all at the minute. I think he'll... He, for a guy that's not played a lot of football this season, um, being used sparingly at, at Middlesbrough as he was, um, to come on and kind of expect him to kind of hit the ground running is probably, you know, a bit... Uh, a bit blinkered, so I, I, he's uh, Carlos is pushing him. I mean, he's making he's playing 90 minutes, and you can see towards the end, certainly against Wigan, and I thought the other night as well, he, he did look, um, you know, a little bit um, a bit cream crackered um, towards the end. Um, but I, I was interested to see that Winland he dropped him back into midfield, and he can actually play quite that sitting kind of that almost not that number, not even that number 10, that kind of sitting player in midfield who can sit and pass the ball, which was quite interesting at the end there. I did anyway. Quite agree. He's a really good header of the ball as well. I mean, not just for his goal, um, uh, and obviously brilliant hunting cross as well, but he he, he scored a lot of goals with his head at Barnsley as well. So, you know, again, we don't just think, oh, it's got to be Rhodes who's got that, you know, aerial ability just because he scored his first goal that way, um, you know, against Birmingham. I think it's, it's, it's Winnell too. He's kind of, you know... He's kind of a bit, you know, he's he's a bit chameleon-like. He can kind of fit in in many different places. He can run off the bat, you know, off the shoulder of the, of the last defender. He can drop a bit deeper, like Rich says, and, and kind of almost play in that Abdi role, like a seven almost. And then, yeah. you know, and then he can be that like that poacher in the box who gets on the end of stuff, um, you know, when the when the ball's swung in. I think he's really underrated, actually. I, I like him a lot, Sam. And I think, you know, yeah. hopefully he will really. He, he seems to he seems to get us. As a team, I don't know. I think he sort of seems to have fitted in really nicely. So that's why it's such an interesting debate, actually. So who, who, who is the best foil for Rhodes, and how do you fit everyone else around that? And that's the question we've got to, you know, find an answer to, um, you know, over the next couple of weeks and months. I'm, I'm quite looking forward to finding out um, whether Rhodes and Hooper could be a thing because we've always known that one of the things that Hooper does very well is pulls one or two defenders away with with his movement and I think that one of the things that that Jordan Rhodes has struggled with a little bit is the fact that because he's Jordan Rhodes he's always going to have at least one defender normally two defenders around him at any one time now they can't have two defenders on both Rhodes and Hooper together all the time so you would think those two if if it can work is going to free up space either for one or the other of them or for one of our other attacking players um to to really do some damage um it might not work but i'm kind of looking forward to that to see how 
um, and and if those two can um, can kind of be paired up together. Yeah, I think it could be a thing. I definitely think. I think we we've missed him. I think we've missed him and Kieran the uh, Lee the most. I think I think you yeah, know yeah. that their energy, link up, play, vision. They kind of are real keys of the identity of how we play or how we want to play and how we should be playing. Um, and it's funny because I think we all took a while to to actually, you know, Gary Hooper was definitely you know someone who, who was a slow burner. I think to start off with. Mm. But now you, you now he's gone. You really miss what he brings, and that, and I think you're right. You know, you can create an overload somewhere because he will bring players with him, and 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 you know Jordan, as you say, will just demand that attention anyway, leaving the, the you know the space free for for Wallace or or Forestieri or Reach or someone to to do damage. So you know, just hope that he's coming back soon. Did, did you get any grief, David? By the way, from who? From Natalie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, the thing is that Nat's in uh, the Caribbean right now. Um, right. Oh. But they but they do have Wi-Fi over there. And she, has, <laughs> and she was actually quite gracious um, in, in victory. Um, so I was kind of, yeah, I, I was all right with it. I, you know, I just said Daniel Bentley was immense. That was it, basically. So, you know. Fair, fair play. And she, she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, you know, obviously they've only won because I'm not there, blah, 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 blah. It was all very happy clappy. It was all lovely, all lovely. <laughs> Whether you're celebrating a birthday, a wedding or anniversary, maybe you've passed your driving test or you've landed a new job. Well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catch Bar Lane overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call 07989 856 or 0114-232-6121. Right, guys, I, I've, I've just realised the last time that the four of us were, you know, a thing, it was... <laughs> I think about two o'clock in the morning at uh, Gent <laughs> at Genting Club drinking gin and tonics. I think two o'clock is quite like. Well, for 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 three of yeah. us it was. Uh, someone oh, someone had oh, yeah, to go yeah. home. I left at four. I'm telling you. Um, I think so, we lasted till about five. Six. I, think, I think we probably did. So that obviously was the twenty fifth anniversary of the uh, the class of of ninety one. Um, of course, we are um, in our one hundred and fiftieth anniversary year now, uh, and there's various celebrations planned as part of that. And the club have announced. Um, another one this week. Now, this is something quite out of the blue, something unexpected that um, sounds quite interesting. So it's been called the Sheffield Wednesday Dream Scene. And the idea of it is it's going to be um, a, 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 a mural um, that will chart the the history of the club um, in, a, in a kind of a dressing room setting starring the legends of our history. Um, now... It's quite difficult to put that into words. On the club website, there are um, a couple of examples of, of work that the guy that's, um, that's, that's going to design this, which is a guy called Jamie Cooper, um, has already done. And this looks like it could be something um, quite unusual, quite nice, and a, a really nice souvenir of kind of like the history of our club, doesn't it? Yeah, I really like this idea. I think, um, so... so story goes that Jamie came to us and he presented himself to us and said, look, you know, 
don't know if you guys have got plans, but how about this? This is what I do. Would you fancy it? And I think it's just, you know, I think what the good thing about it is that we can influence it. We can say what we would like to have in it. Like, you know, whether it's um, little sort of, I don't know, little moments or little things that, you know, Carlos's flat cap when he was in the crowd watching Derby uh, last season and, you know, and, and things like that. You know, those little details, those anecdotal things that, that will mean something to us. It's not just, it's just a picture of Hillsborough or something. Um, and, I mean, you could go, you could go, crazy with this idea you could essentially make it into a where's wally can you imagine that that would be cool and <laughs> maybe maybe actually call it where's carlos and we sort of that <laughs> down the bottom or whatever but it's i think it's nice because it's you know it's just something a bit different you know we have a number of like events and you know dinners and and, and auctions and all that kind of stuff of course you are you're always going to have that but this is just something it's cool and it's, and it's visual. So, you know, it's, it's going to be social media friendly. I think it's something that develop, develops, evolves, changes and that we can influence. So it's sort of interactive as well. So I think they made a really good call with this. I think this is going to be really nice. You've given me a brilliant idea in there, you know. Where's Westy? Oh, so, where's Westy? Yeah. This... Like or where's James and Dom? Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. no, I've, I've seen them both in the same, same room now. <laughs> It's not a secret anymore. They're not the same person. <laughs> but surely, it's like, I mean, you know, obviously we've got a renowned artist who's a Wednesday fan in Pete McKee. And, you yeah, know, that's I've what I thought. a cool little collab here with, with his stuff. You know, you can't not have that in it. You know, it's, it's so, you know, special to Sheffield. And, and you know, on both, both sides of the city, no matter who you support. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's very in tune with that. So, you know, I'm hoping there's going to be some sort of, Thing featured with, with with you know with some of his work because you know that that picture of it's almost like the 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 cartoon version of Lee Bullen after two thousand and five yeah yeah it's almost more more famous than the actual photo of Lee Bullen mm. sat down against the wall with a couple of cans of you know of, of beer down on his side and his flip flops you know what I mean so I think that that would be something really nice to reflect I'm you know? pretty sure Eddie has the original of both just because <laughs> yeah. that's Eddie. <laughs> I'm like pretty that. sure, in fact, I think he bought that, the class of 91. Did he buy the original that night or did he already own it? I'm not sure. He bought Probably. he bought a lot of stuff that night, didn't he? He, bought, he spent a lot of money, yeah. And then bought it again at the class of 91, I reckon. <laughs> Although I think we probably spent more on gin than he did on the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's not a great deal of other Wednesday news uh, doing the rounds. One thing that I did notice uh, just before the Brentford game, actually, the... Um, the club put out um, a little bit of a, a news thing just about the number of um, kind of uh, fast queues. I can't remember the, the, the official name for them, but uh, tills that are only accepting credit card and contactless payment has been increased now. And this is the next step towards us becoming a cash-free stadium. So at some point in the future, it doesn't give any indication on um, on actual timescale, um, you'll, you'll not be able to buy anything using cash at, at Hillsborough. Everything's going to be card or um, contactless. I personally think that's a brilliant idea because I hate carrying cash around. I'd rather pay for everything yeah, with my you phone. You like the Queen, aren't you? Absolutely. But I've got images I, I, of we... maybe some of our, <laughs> dare I say, maybe some of our older supporters being a little baffled by this as a club that barely 12 months ago only accepted cash to uh, now working towards the fact where cash is going to be a big no-no. Does that mean now we're actually, to this is a grumpy old owl? Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about it, Rich, for the over-60s? <laughs> Do, um, do you know? 
I actually did a good deed on um, Tuesday night. I went up to a lady who was stood at the back of the beer queue and I could see she was holding her debit card. I went over, I was like, excuse me, um, you do realise that there's, there's like a bar over there that's contactless and pin only and you're queuing in this queue? And she's like, really? I was like, trust me, if it's not real, I'll wait in your space in the queue. And I did. And she came back and thanked me and gave me a little like pat on the shoulder as she carried away her three beers. And I felt like I'd done a good deed that night. A good you know, though, deed. In all seriousness, um, it was obviously discussed at the uh, when James was there at the steering group. And Joe Palmer's talked about this. And big respect to him for this because... I've noticed the other night the customer service with it as well as is as, as a, as a there is a marked change in how people are, are are reacting to you as a customer, not just a supporter, a customer. Well, they don't uh, have to count the change, do they? They don't have to work it out. It's happy you know, days. I, it was, no, there's little things about when we walked in. There was a couple of the, the stewards were chatting to the kids, and and did, I've not seen that before. And and the other thing was one of Riley did a cup of tea. He likes a cup of tea. Yeah, Riley does, mm-hmm. and. Um, he, uh, it, the cup was leaking, and I took it back, and, and instead of just, like, decanting it into another cup, they gave him a fresh cup of tea, which doesn't sound a lot, but for me, that's absolutely, you know, miles apart from what we've been used to. Before Two they'd years chuck- ago, they just spat in it, <laughs> wasn't they? Exactly, they just <laughs> chucked it back at you, but it, there is a real big difference, so Joe Palmer's got to get a lot of credit for sorting this, and, and literally just going up and getting a drink now is just so easy. So easy without having to bother with Do you know cash. what I miss? I miss the old days where you could go and hire a leather cushion before the match. Can you remember that? You could yeah, go and hire got... a leather cushion for your chair. They all got wanged on pitch. That's why they stopped it, though. <laughs> <laughs> when they were playing crap, they launched them. 20 pence they were. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I don't know about you, David, but there's the 150th anniversary book coming out soon from Mr. Jason Dickinson. Have you been interviewed for that? Yeah. Um, yeah, me too. Me too, David. Me too. Have you, wow. have you, have you James? Um, I was. I declined I would, the interview, yeah. much like you did. Yeah. yeah. I was. Yeah, I was too busy. I put him in touch with my agent, but uh, they couldn't come to an agreement. <laughs> so uh, it didn't I met happen. him in the Parkatel. We went to Parkatel and we did an ooh, interview. Ooh. It was. It was all very exciting. Rock and roll. I, I yeah. could do my over the phone, but the poor, poor bloke is like he's. He told me the other day he was. He's like got home after work and then just spent three and a half hours on it in the evening. Just because he's, you know, he's typing like mad. Like, I think, I don't think it's here with deadlines or whatever, but he has to keep updating. Because the thing is that he did my interview before sort of the end of last season. So I think he was yeah, in the can. And so, you know, he kind of then emailed me to say, anything you want to update? Like, I was yeah. like, there's been a fair bit that's happened. So, you know. Yeah, uh, I've added in my bit now about Wembley. I think, I hope that'll go in. I sent yeah. it rich because it made me cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's going to be good, that, I think. Um, and also, I think it's not going to just be one book, as I understand it. So, Isn't it? Are we going to have photos in it? You know, like when you get an autobiography and there's, like, baby photos, you have little baby Garrido Victoria photos, and then, like, and then... teenage photos, and then, like, photo. we could use that one from the casino, photo of us now. Oh. Well, there, are, there are some slightly odd, embarrassing photos of me when I was younger, like maybe with a Wednesday shirt on or oh, oh. a game or... Um, I, I found I found the other day, I was back at my folks' place and I found one of my favourite old 90s shirts. So early to mid, gold and purple. Do you remember that? The third kit. Oh, I love that kit. Oh, oh that yeah. was a good kit, yeah. Oh, I remember going to see us play Gillingham in the League Cup and Waddle scored a goal which... 
shouldn't really have gone in, but fuck it, it's Chris Rolls, so it doesn't really matter. And I remember that I, just, I dug it out. I was like, oh, and it had Sheffield Wednesday written in, in gold on the back of the collar, which at the time was like amazing. And I just absolutely loved that. I was like, I completely forgot that I had it. So I reckon there must be some photos around of, of you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I, I, I remember seeing when Des Walker was at Bisham Abbey training with England. And I went there to see to see him. And I'm sure there's a picture of me in a really embarrassing pink T-shirt. Uh, uh, I, I, funny, funny you should say that. I've just tried Googling this and I'm, I'm looking through as we speak. <laughs> there are some good pictures. There's a great picture with a really spiky hairdo. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I seem to remember old photos of you in Wednesday shirts, David. So just you be careful. Oh, okay. There's um, some very angry masculine ones of me where my mum, every single year before the first day of school, used to make me stand outside her front door like to like measure me against the front door. And um, there's loads like really cute little girl with pigtails, da 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 da. Until I got to about fourteen and decided I didn't want to be a girl. I wanted to go to the football and play football with men. And um, I, <laughs> oh, sorry. I... <laughs> sorry. And then there's, there's a really sort of angry photo of me in job, like sort of like jodper denim things with a Wednesday shirt on, and one of those wristbands with stars on it because I was so emo. Um, I'll I'll dig that out and I will tweet it from our account. But that's one of my old old photos. Right then, back in action on um, Saturday and back to our traditional non three o'clock uh, kickoff time. Uh, it's a lunchtime kickoff. It's well, it's always a lunchtime kickoff whenever we play at Leeds, isn't it? Uh, as ever, it's uh, a game that is uh, on TV. What what channel is it on? <laughs> oh, here we go. Well, here we go. I, I, I've heard. Fish. I've heard it's on the uh, the Sky Sports Mix channel, which is uh, free to view for anyone with a Skybox. Is this true? You are so on message. It's unreal. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, uh, I, I heard someone say in the pub the other night, um, there are only three things that are certain in life that are death, taxes, and playing leads away at 12.15 on a Saturday. And I was like, oh my so God, true. that's so true. It's so <laughs> true. It's so true. Um, at the start of the season, I'm not sure that anyone, any of us would have thought that this game was going to be quite as important as it actually turned out to be because we all thought that Leeds were going to be pap again. Um, but, I mean, this is a big, big, big old game, this, isn't it? It's monumentally huge. And, and I my gut feeling is this, this game could be replicated at the end of uh, May as well. I hate that thought. I absolutely I hate the that thought. Or in mid-May, twice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd, Which would I'd, you prefer? Oh, there's a question. I Who would, would definitely prefer it in the semi-final. Yeah, me too. I can't imagine. I I, I think the, the 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 enjoyment that we got from the playoff final last season, regardless of the result... I don't think that the experience would be anything like that if we were playing Leeds this time around. I think it would be horrible. I really do. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so, what 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 are our thoughts on this one then? Are we um, are we expecting many changes? Mm, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because we've sort of had to make a few changes and rotated a little bit, and you know, there's, it's this time of the season, isn't it, when there's sort of a few knocks, bumps, and bruises. Um, I I don't know. I I you know I think the, the the second half against Brentford, like I said, is the thing you take out of that night, and you think let's just start with the same intensity and desire and tempo. Like I said, just 
speed of moving the ball and moving ourselves with the ball, quite simply. And who is on the pitch is not, you know, I think it's more the attitude of the players who are rather than who. Um, you know, I, I think in terms of, um, you know, the choices you've got to make, I suppose McManaman made an argument, didn't he, yeah. for, for starting? Yeah, definitely. He's, him, he's him got to start, hasn't he? Well, has he? I don't know. I think it depends. Well, on... don't get me started on Barry Chuffin Bannon. <laughs> oh. Right, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. Who are the absolute untouchables in the team right now? Who who has to start? Who would be on your team sheet every week? Go. Um, Kieran Westwood. Westwood. Yeah. Westwood. Glenn Leuvens, Sam Hutchinson, uh, Jordan Rudds. At any of you. <laughs> oh, dear, don't, don't laugh. I'm get over it. Get over it. Oh. Okay. All right. That's interesting. Because um, I think you know, most of the time, if if he was playing, you know, fully on form, you'd put Bannon in there as well. Um, I think Reach has improved. Um, so you know, in in theory, if he's fit, he starts, and you know. Uh, that that I think has just become commonplace because he can play both sides, uh, both them um, left back and left left mid, um, and and I think right now you cannot not start Forestieri, can you? You've got to start him after his two after his last two games. Yeah, absolutely, no doubt in that. Yeah. I, so I, then, you... then one of the other places, well, it's a question of right back, right mid, left back, and what does that leave? Uh, well, I mean, we haven't got a choice really at the other centre back because it's got to be Sasso if Tom's not fit. So, not sure on that one because I'm not entirely sure whether he is fit or not, whether he'll make it. Um, I, but the thing is, Wallace or McManaman is a really interesting one for me. Um, I think I think he will. Uh, look, I don't know. It's really hard to second guess Carlos because he very rarely gives much away beforehand and he likes to tinker and change. Um, well, I mean. Wallace has the work rate and has probably offers a little bit more defensively. So he'll trap back and he'll get himself about a bit on the right side of midfield. So if you're worried about the left back and you're worried about them attacking us on the left flank, um, I think that's why I brought him on, you know, against Forrest is because Carriol was starting to, to really, really threaten down that right, down that left side. So Ross gives you a little bit more, a little bit more protection work rate, but then, you know, McManaman, I think, is if you're going to go for it, you're going to absolutely go for it. Then, then you know, he he's put a really good argument to say, why don't you pick me? Um, is is a really, it's, yeah, it's a difficult one. That I, I'm not entirely sure exactly how I how I sit. I I just think that McManaman offered um, such so so much more in the second half against um, yeah. Brentford. In my head, it would be difficult not to play him. I, I take what you're saying about the fact that uh, Wallace, certainly from a defensive point of view, offers that bit more. But um, I, I guess it comes down to how Carlos is going to approach this game. Uh, to be honest, does any of this matter? Because it's going to be one all, isn't it? It's always bloody one all at Leeds. <laughs> I can't remember the last time we went there and it wasn't one all. Every season, every season. Their, their main player, and I'm, think, I'm forgetting his name in a minute, is the winger. The really pacey winger that ripped us a new one at Hillsborough, um, and I can't think of his name off the top. Um, he's a guy I'm I'm concerned about, and if we don't get the right fullback, left fullback against him, they could uh, tear us up. Ge- genuine question here, um, and I'm glad Lord H isn't on tonight because he'd tell me off for asking this. Uh, would you take a point right now? Yes. Yes. Yeah, probably. 
I mean, I don't want to sound defeatist. I think, you know, we should go for it and, and we should go for all three. But if you offered me it, yeah, I think I, I think I would because they're in as good a position as we are. Remember that, you know, we're level on points. I've only got a slightly worse goal difference now after the defeat against Brentford. So, um, it's, you know, and, and remember, we still have we still have plenty more games to, to kind of decide who finishes in the playoffs. And, you know, I, I don't I don't think it's unreasonable to suggest, you know what, that's that's a decent result. Um, uh, OK, you know, they beat us at our place. We should be able to, to, to you know, to, to, to get our revenge. But, yeah, I think I probably would, actually. Vic, would you take a point right now? No, I wouldn't, actually. Uh, mainly because I work in an office full of Leeds fans, um, but also because I think I think Tuesday night was a blip. Um, I'm I'm confident. I think no, I wouldn't take a point. That doesn't mean I'm feeling cocky about the whole situation. Um, but I do think that it's ours to win. Now, do you know what? Actually, I'm going to change my mind. I wouldn't take. No, a point. David, don't just copy me. Yeah, like, get your own brain. Yeah, I'm going to copy you. No, <laughs> um, I I tell you why. I tell you why. It's more to do with the momentum of how we're playing at the moment. And I used to, I still feel that, you know, despite the fact we've played, what is it, 33 games or whatever, that we haven't clicked yet. And we need that one performance that gets us in that mode where everyone really believes. And, you know, no matter who's in, in the team, that we're playing in the right way, in the right spirit. And I think this game could be it. And, you know, if we get it right and we manage to, to play, you know, in that way with those waves and waves of attacks that we used to last season and when people hadn't worked us out yet, I reckon that could be a real turning point for us. Um, and I think we've got to not think of it as an away game because, yeah, again, we're better at home than we are away this season. But I still think if, you know, if, if we can just kind of forget that, treat it as the game as its occasion, a big Yorkshire derby against one of the, the, the top six teams in this division, and go for it and not hold back and not kind of think, oh, how do I counter out that, that right winger or how do I, you know, protect on the left side, you know, blah, blah, blah. Why, why not? Why can't this be the game that then propels us, you know, up towards Huddersfield and Reading? And then, you know, then, then, then who knows what happens after that? Yeah, good call, Vic. I like that. <laughs> Thanks, David. Thank um, you. I'm converted. I'm converted. Yeah, three points or nothing. Right. Fair so enough. Take a point. <laughs> I, I think I'm probably with Rich on this one, but um, you know that's Aww. just uh, that's, I, I, that's sweet of you. I kind of wonder whether Leeds would take a point as well right now. Maybe we could just do like a little pact between us, just say, look, yeah, we'll just n- neither of us will actually bother having an attempt on goal. We'll just both settle for um, for a point. Maybe let Why? each other's keeper score so it's one all because that's the the the, the law or something. So, um, myself, uh, Vic and Rich, we're going to be watching the game in the New Barrack Tavern on uh, Saturday, which I think is opening nice and early for breakfast. If anyone wants to join us, um, Rich, um, I believe that the orders are that they should tweet you directly with their breakfast orders within the next 24 hours. So, uh, They'll be more than welcome what, to do that. What? Although, uh, I will be treating them very much like your very own orders too. <laughs> Um, what what is your Twitter handle? Should people want to um, contact you about breakfast if plans? If you can contact me about breakfast plans, or you know, even you want to go out for a drink with me, whatever you fancy, you can find me at Dickie L. Um, Vic. Hello. 
Um, you can find me on Twitter at Victoria1867 or you can email me vic at thewednesdayweek.co.uk. Uh, just to mention as well, seeing as we're all getting a little bit comfortable now with this whole playoff situation, um, Dickie and I, and I don't know if you have, James, um, have booked our rooms in London. I so have. if anyone wants... Oh, yay! Oh, did you actually do it? I did. I'm in the room next to you. Oh, oh good. Oh, we can, we can just hang out together. Where? It, at Wembley? At a hotel at Wembley Stadium? Well, David, that's no. the issue, you see. Last time I stayed on Wembley Way, and it was great, you know, you got to see Wembley and you could roll out of bed, like, just before the game. However, you didn't get to experience the centre of London. So, like, we had to get the tube back at, like, 10 at night and everyone was still going. So, we are all officially... <laughs> booked into the Travel Lodge on Drury Lane, which is the Travel Lodge Covent Garden. Oh. Um, and I believe if you book it now, it's £68 a night for a double or a family room. So I'm, book, 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 that, and you can cancel that, up until midday. I do live here, so probably not going to take you up on that. No, well, yeah. <laughs> Are you going to invite us all to yours? Anyway. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, but uh, you I mean, you'll be there think. anyway, David. So yeah. that's fine. Yeah. But Sorry, anyone else, book pot. in. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, £68. Pound. You can't go wrong. I booked the Sunday and the Monday evening. Um, but like I said, you can't you Are you on, on commission here? Are you getting commission from Travel Lodge or something? No, I just think it'd be really good fun. Last time I was stuck with other people off Britain's Got Talent and that man with the sword and whatever else. And this time I think it'd be nice <laughs> to just be intentional. <laughs> that man with the sword. <laughs> The one off Britain's Got Talent that had a sword and he carried it round everywhere in the hotel and it was quite uncomfortable. David, you were in that hotel, I think. I've no idea who the man off Britain's Got Talent with a sword is. Were you in the Novotel? You were, weren't you? Actually, did that actually happen? Was there it a did. Like, there was a you... man who swallowed swords and he carried it He did have a lot to drink that night. No, I didn't. He was a British man. Rock City players, seeing men whipping yeah, the sword yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was yeah. a bit of an issue with the whole City player. We weren't going to that. Um, but yeah, so book the travel lodge. You can cancel it up until I think it's either midday or two p.m. on the day. So and there's nothing to pay out now. Um, so just do it. Let's let's take it over. And um, David, by the way, I'm just going to put this out there. We are still looking for guest bloggers for the WednesdayWeek.co.uk. Just in case you've got, you know, I know you're not too busy these days, what with Sky Sports News and Liga. You know, if you've got a spare five minutes, you fancy having a go, you know, just just, just putting it out there. Um, if I'm anyone... I might, do you know what I found through the journey that this podcast has taken me on, which it has, that I have Sorry been about that. really outspoken <laughs> this time. Like, I think normally I tend to just, I don't know, hedge my bets a bit more. But um, yeah, maybe I'll have a go. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a rant. It might just be, I just feel like expressing my opinion on this particular subject, whatever it is. So, uh, yeah, I might set you up on that, James. Have have a good rant. Sometimes you just feel better for having a good rant. <laughs> That's all right. Um, if anyone wants to, um, to give you a shout on um, Twitter, David, how would they go about that? Um, well, uh, I am at Sky Sports David, um, obviously. Um, and uh, what else to say? Well, I'm going to obviously going to be watching the game on the televisuals because it's on Sky Sports One and Sky Sports Six, as you said earlier. Um, and then I'm just trying to see when I can next get to a game because obviously Forest away I managed to get to, couldn't get to Brentford at home. Um, I'm thinking Villa away, so maybe see you at Villa away because that was that that will be a good game because you know they're, they're pony right now. 
they're absolutely <laughs> and hopefully we can we can yeah we can we can get three points out of there but yeah it's, it's a big game that still though isn't it you know if you were going to make the the quintessential premier league we'd both be in it so um yeah, yeah i think that's probably when i can next make it to a game Excellent. That will be. I'm looking forward to that one. That, that is going to be a, a cracker of a game. Um, if you want to contact me, I'm on Twitter at James Marriott. You can contact the podcast um, either on Twitter at TWWcast um, or you can visit our website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk, where you can find links to all our other social channels or how to email me or Vic or Rich or any of the team. Um, thank you for your company and um, we'll see you next week. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com for more information. See you later! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.